Hello, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trini Sharp, and I'm your host for tonight, as always. It's a pleasure to be back before you guys. As you see, I have a wonderful special guest who just happens to be my beautiful cousin, Fatima Farmer. I'm so glad to have her on. We've been wanting to collaborate for some time now, and God has allowed this special time and this special moment for us to finally collaborate and to just have a conversation about Christianity, about our faith walk, and just some things that uh, Fatima has been doing in her um, business endeavors. So I'm excited about that. And um, before we get into that, I do want to start off with prayer, and then we can just get right into the interview for this evening. So dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, God, for your presence. God, we thank you, God, for who you are and who you continue to be, God, in our lives. God, we thank you, Father God, for just ordering our steps, God. Everything we do, Father God, is because of you. God, we are nothing without you, Father. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you have your way there, Father God, as we have this conversation, God, as people tune in, Father God, and listen in, Father. I ask that, Father God, that they be receptive with what you have to say, God. May their hearts, their Father God, be penetrated, Father God. May their ears clearly be open. God, I thank you, God, that somebody's life will be changed and somebody will be healed and set free. So, Holy Spirit, we thank you, God, and we give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Again, thank you for tuning in. I just want to put this disclaimer that if you have any questions, if you have any questions, please feel free to comment below. I'm going to be asking Fatima some questions and this is interactive. So if you guys have any questions you have for her, please, please don't hesitate to do so. And I'll make sure that I display it on the screen below. So Again, this is my cousin, my blood cousin. I know some people say, oh, that's my cousin. We're not even related. No, this is my first cousin. And I'm so excited. I'm so proud of her and everything that she's been doing. I've been following her and just seeing just her flourish and just, you know, have her hands in just so many things, but everything she does, she does it gracefully. So I'm excited to introduce my cousin Fatima Farmer. She is a digital marketing specialist. She is a brand strategy um, strategist. She is a podcaster. She is a philanthropist. I mean, there is nothing that Fatima has not done. She's also a meditation coach, certified meditation coach. So I'm excited to to interview her this evening. So welcome, say hello to everybody, Fatima. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on and thank you to everyone that's tuning in. I'm so excited to be here finally doing this because we've definitely talked about it for such a long time. So it's nice to finally be able to connect in this way. Yes, yes, most definitely. So what I want to start off with is first talking about because the reason why God placed you on my heart to be the highlight, and actually God placed uh, my cousin to be the highlight um, a little while back, and um, just with scheduling conflicts and everything, uh, we couldn't make it happen, but I'm like, you know what, whenever you're able to, we're going to make sure we make it happen. So um, one of the things that... Um, the reason why I got chosen you to be the highlight is because you constantly persevere, 
past your imperfections and you constantly inspire others, you constantly encourage others to make sure they are in tune with their mental health and making sure that they are fulfilling their God-given purpose. So one of the first questions that I have for you is what influenced you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Um, so that's a, that's a great question. I think my journey was definitely, um, a winding one. It was Mm -hmm. definitely not like a straight path to get there. Um, and that's something that I talk about a lot on my platform. I think maybe Mm -hmm. not so much as anymore since I don't really do YouTube. I used to have a a channel where I would post like vlogs and stuff. Um, but all of that is still there for anyone that's interested Mm -hmm. in going back and watching the journey. Um, yeah, I think it was a combination of just being like at a really low point in my life and just searching for answers. Like I just was extremely depressed, extremely lost and seeking like purpose and direction. And that was the start for me to start my journey of faith. And that led me to like trying out different religions. Like I wasn't one of those people that just like grew up a certain way and just believed it. It was like, I questioned everything. I I was exposed to church growing up, but Mm. I wasn't, I wasn't like actively in it and I didn't have people around me who were either. So it was just like something we did, you know, it wasn't until I was in like high school that I remember actually opening the Bible, turning the first page and reading it and being like, what, what is this? It just closed. I was like, I don't understand this. And um, so, yeah, it was a combination of just like feeling extremely lost, extremely depressed and just going through a really difficult time, which I'm sure we'll probably get into, but just going through like a, a dark period that led me to um, that journey. And then after trying all those different things, eventually, you know, I realized and I realized that I had never really given God a chance, Jesus a chance. I had tried Christianity from from a religious standpoint, but I never just tried what does a relationship with God look like? And once I did that, my life felt different. My life began to look different, started to change. I started to feel more positive. I started to um, have more positive experiences, just a completely yeah. different outlook on life that none of those other religions had ever given me. So that mm-hmm. was the thing for me that was like, okay, this is, there's something here. And then I just kept pursuing it. Yeah. That is awesome. What I love about what you just said is that, um, because with our journeys, a lot of times people think that it's going to be a straight shot, that is that you're just going to automatically just have, you know, this like even when you, you have a relationship with Christ, you know, there are times in your life where you will have twists and turns and it will cause you to stray away from the things of God. But then you will find yourself coming back to him. And um, what I love also about what you said is that it you you learn the difference between religion versus relationship. Mm -hmm. And that is the key thing when it comes to Christianity is that a lot of people are religious. A lot of people, when you are religious, you are, everything is about a book. But the thing is, we are imperfectly perfect people. So we have to come to grasp is that, you know, with our imperfections, we are perfected through Christ. And so once you develop a relationship with Jesus Christ, that that's when you begin to um, to understand the grace, the grace of God and understand um, who he is to us mm-hmm. and how, how much he loves us in spite of our flaws, how much he loves us in spite of, you know, how many times we, you know, turn our back on him and he gives us chance after chance after chance. Mm-hmm. So that's important for us to 
understand that and to just know, um, hello, Lavelle, welcome, welcome, for us to understand um, religion versus relationships. So again, to people that are just tuning in, I just want to hit this disclaimer again, that if you have any questions, feel free to comment below. Um, I have some questions for Fatima, but this is interactive. So please feel free to comment below and I'll make sure I display it here um, under um, under our screen. So, um, so we're talking about relationship with Christ. And the next um, question that I have for you is, what has helped you push past adversity in your walk with Christ? Mm. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is having people around me that I can support, that I can get support from, that mm -hmm. I can trust with. Um, like when I think of adversity with my walk with Christ, I don't just think about it from like a physical sense of like right. different things happening in my life. I actually think about the moments where I'm talking to God and I'm like, what is this? I don't understand why this is happening, where I'm upset, where I'm angry, where I'm just not seeing eye to eye with maybe what God wants me to do with what I want to do. Right. And right. having people around me that I can confide in, I think mm -hmm. is what has made it possible for me to continue moving forward. Because mm -hmm. if it was just up to me, there probably would be so many times where I would have just completely turned my back on what God is telling me to do and just completely did something my own way. But because I have people that are also believers, they have right. a foundation of God in their life, right. they have an understanding of the the importance of being obedient to God, mm -hmm. um, they keep me accountable, you know, so right. I can be real and I can say like, I'm disappointed mm -hmm. or I'm confused or I don't understand this. And mm -hmm. they can um, show compassion for me, but they can right. also, you know, call me out when I'm not doing what God is actually telling me to do. And when I'm yeah. trying to go my own path. So I think that's a really, really big part of it. Mm -hmm. And then also um, similar in the same vein of a su support system is like having different circles that I can go to for different things. So understanding yeah. that everybody is not going to be able to hold me accountable. Everybody's mm -hmm. not going to be able to, you know, maybe give me spiritual counsel. So going, having different circles for different things I found has been really helpful. So like being a part of like different Bible study groups or mm -hmm. different accountability groups or just different groups where like our, one of our sole purposes is just to meet up and to just like keep each other accountable, you know? Right. So those different things I feel like have been really huge, but I, I honestly can't, I can't imagine what my walk with God would look like if I didn't have other people in my life who was also aligned in that way. That is, that right there is so important because our walk with Christ was never meant to do by or alone. Because even mm -hmm. in the Word of God, when Adam was alone, He said, "Man should not should not be alone." It's, it's important that we understand, and that's not just talking about husband and wife. That's talking about people. That's talking about even a work relationship, not being, if you have a business, being able to have people um, to be connected with, to help um, bring your vision to life. But when it comes to your walk with Christ, it's very important that you have accountable people, that you have like-minded people, because sometimes we get connected with people and they say that they're quote unquote saved and you find them living a carnal lifestyle and they are, you know, dibbling, dabbling in things that you should um, not be connected with because it can affect your walk with Christ. So it's important that we make sure that we are connected to the right people, connected to the right people, because sometimes 
I know for me, you know, in my walk with Christ and being connected with certain people and, you know, we all were in church and then we still was living a double life. And it's just like, if you want to have a relationship with Christ, you have to choose. You can't Mm -hmm. live, you know, one foot in the world and one foot in the church. So you have to, you have to have the right people. And I love what you said about having um, multiple groups and understanding what their purpose is and understanding that some people, because even, huh, I just feel the Holy Spirit leading me, leading me this way. But some people, um, especially Jesus, like he had 12 disciples. But when you really, really read the word of God, there were three people, Peter, James and John, that he had beside him when it came to him going into the garden of Gethsemane, when it came to him actually doing certain things, he had those three faithful people. And so some people you can keep close to and some people, you know, have to be separated from because they cannot handle the purpose that you have. They can't handle the mantle that God has in your life. So those are some key things. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but it's okay. I just want to flow this way because um, you mentioned having um, you mentioned having different groups and with that being said, you have a group that I am a part of, mm-hmm. uh, called soul beauty chat. Mm-hmm. And, um, just give us like a little background on how that particular group came about. Yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, um, I have a YouTube channel and now it's mm-hmm. kind of turned into just like an audio library. So I upload mm-hmm. my podcast there. But when I first started it, it was really about like beauty and fashion and all of that. And then as I was going through this whole spiritual journey and trying mm-hmm. to find my purpose, essentially, I was you know, still creating these videos, but I just felt very disconnected from it after mm-hmm. a while. Like I didn't feel um, like I was being authentic, coming on camera, mm-hmm. like doing a hair tutorial when I was actually depressed, you know, or I was just yeah. like, struggling financially or just mm-hmm. like, you know, completely lost. So I started opening up about that on my channel right. and that led to um, a community forming naturally mm-hmm. where people were kind of like, you know, I came to your channel for this, but I saw in this one video, you talked about this and that's mm-hmm. something I'm going through too. Like, how did you get right. through that? So right. I started to become a little more open with the people who are watching my mm-hmm. channel. And that led to like genuine community forming. Like before mm-hmm. that was even a thing, right? Like before it was right. like, Thing where people sought out communities, like it was just happening naturally. Yeah. And um, as a result, you know, my channel just kind of evolved and the content I was creating evolved to the point where I started talking more about mental health. I started yeah. talking about my faith journey very publicly right. and, um, and also self-care, right? And I mm-hmm. combined all three of those things and I just started to attract people who were like mine, people who were, mm-hmm. you know, they were into beauty and fashion and stuff, but they really were, um, wanted to do the internal work. They wanted to feel more grounded, feel more connected to God. Yeah. Um, I just continued to share that. And I shared all parts of that. So I shared the part where I was, you know, experimenting with different religions. And then I also yeah. shared the part where I was like, super, super Christian, like trying yeah. to do everything right. Like right. trying to be like this perfect person. I shared mm-hmm. both sides of that. And people just really resonated with it. And the Soul Beauty Chat was kind of like birth from a, like a series that I started. Yeah. Like, I remember it was like I was I was still trying to similar to what you said, like trying to live in in two worlds and not Mm -hmm. necessarily that one was wrong and one was right. But it was just like I knew that 
that the the path of being like a beauty influencer was over, but I still was attached to that identity. Like I wouldn't hold on to that. Mm. So I was like, well, maybe I can try and try and serve both sides by maybe doing my hair, but talking about like a topic, like my faith journey or talking about mental health. And that's kind of how it started. Like it started there as like just a live stream. And then from there it turned into well, let's just make it a podcast. And then it evolved into the Facebook group. So the Facebook group now has over 500 women and um, we talk about everything. It's really just a community for women to come to, to share, ask questions, to share resources, um, to build their faith. It's really just like a place where if you are looking for like-minded women, you can go in there and just start chatting about whatever it is or reach out to other members in the community. And most likely someone will respond with either resource or wanting to connect, so. Right, that is awesome. Um, And, (laughs) It's funny how you said that sometimes we we start off one way and it's really just like a gateway for God is really mm-hmm. <laughs> really want us to be. Yep. <laughs> because if he would have just told us, hey, I want you to do this, we probably would have not have done it. Oh no. <laughs> probably just remember like, uh, God, you sure you talking about me here? Like, so I definitely can understand that. Like when I first started Imperfectly Perfect. Um, God was leading me really to reach out to um, Christian women, single Christian women, and just to have, and I still have that, um, but God has shifted me. And uh, just having started in a group where we can just be transparent about um, the struggles of being single and being a Christian woman and how, you know, it, it gets frowned upon if we, you know, certain things that we have to deal with and uh then God just begins to use me and I thought it was just gonna be kind of just like oh like I'll have guests on and we just be having some girl chat and then God just began to give me like some topics to talk about and lo and behold I'm just like wait a minute like this is come to me starting to you know teach the word of God like I wasn't expecting this to happen so it just like and that's what, like okay let me just get you in there and then it's just like all right you know, you put your foot in here and you was available to be used for yep. me. And now it's like, okay, now let's develop it. It's like getting your feet wet. And then it's just like, okay, let's, let's just take you to a different place. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. Um, which kind of leads to uh, the next uh, question I have for you. Cause we were talking about soul beauty chat and how it leads, it lets, well, yeah, currently led to a podcast. What is the um the story behind the name Soul Beauty Chat? Yeah, so I think it came from like doing that, like I told you, I was doing the beauty influencer right. thing. And it was really just like wanting to focus on the inner beauty. But I didn't okay. want to say inner beauty and soul right. just like, resonated with me. But it was it the idea is that um you know, we're having a chat, we're having a conversation, but it's about soul beauty. So it's not right. just about the physical, it's not about the hair and makeup and clothes, it's about our souls. So yes, mm-hmm. that is awesome. Because it's it's important to huh, it's important to know about our soul because our soul is about our behavior, it's about our character, it's about the way we think. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we get in tune with that because if we're not in tune with that, 
even if we are beautiful, even if everybody else is telling us that we're beautiful, we're not actually going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Because we, you know, we're like how you said it, how in your journey that you were doing makeup tutorials, but you were depressed, like you were in a state of depression. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you can't, and on the outside, you know, it looks one way when the inside is all torn up and it's broken into pieces. And that's when we had to get our relationship right with Christ and, you know, figure out just like, Lord, what is it that's getting in the way of, of, you know, me having that inner peace, me having uh, my soul being um, healthy. Mm-hmm. And so that is um, something that I want to get into um, now is because I know that you are a meditation, uh, certified meditation coach mm-hmm. and meditation has a um, bad reputation in the Christian community. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's a lack of ignorance with it. And I could really um relate to that because you know if, when you grow up in a church and, and you know everything is kind of like you know by the book like you're not really understanding and like you just really go based off of what is taught and mm-hmm. not saying that that's anything wrong with that but you know when there's other things it doesn't seem like it's right it's like oh wait a minute where is this coming from and when mm-hmm. you see that and that's really I, I believe that why it has a bad, bad reputation is because you know of the people that do it and like how they uh, represent it. But mm-hmm. the word God it talks about is it talks about us meditating on God's word. So mm-hmm. it's nothing wrong with meditation, but it's just how you go about meditating. So I just want you to talk about um, how does meditation help you be more in tune with God? Yeah, actually, I I love this topic because it's something that comes up often. Um, Like I said, at one point in my journey, I was someone that was very like, I'm trying to be perfect. I'm trying to do everything right. So I had, you know, completely kind of like denounced meditation. Like, oh, it's not something that I would do because this and that. And um, I think now with the understanding that I have, I realized that um, similar to what you said, it's not necessarily about the 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 word or the tool meditation it's how it's being done and what you are meditating on so meditation is a practice that is this is similar to prayer right right religion or culture can pray any religion or culture can meditate but i think um traditionally when we think of meditation we Mm -hmm. automatically think of like a buddha with the legs crossed sitting like this of um a Christian meditating. We don't think right. of any other religion. That's like the first image that pops into most people's mind. Mm-hmm. And when we say prayer, most of the time we imagine someone on their knees like this praying to God, but mm-hmm. any religion can pray just like any any religion in any culture can meditate. So yeah. I think starting there for, for me kind of helps to kind of take some of that off because it's just like we're putting a lot of our um, preconceived notions and judgments onto it culturally versus actually looking at the word for what it is. So when you just look at the word for what it is, it's something that literally anyone can do. And the way that I apply it in my life and how I feel like it brings me more peace and it brings me closer to God is because it really is, um, it's a form, it's kind of like that piece of communication, right? Like mm-hmm. when I'm praying, I'm talking, I'm saying what I want, I'm I'm asking for what I want, I'm declaring what I want, I'm declaring right. what I want, I'm I'm putting all those things out there. But when I'm meditating, that's kind of like that moment of stillness for me. Like that's mm-hmm. like that moment when I've said all these things and I've asked God of all these things. And now mm-hmm. when I'm meditating, I'm just still. 
And I know with the intention of letting any old thing come to mind and any thoughts just like take me captive and run off. I'm yeah. listening. I'm listening intently for the voice of God. Right. So That's good. I think even with the type of meditation that I teach, right? I mm-hmm. I have the approach of right. I know that my purpose is to be a light. Like my name literally means the shining one or the radiant mm-hmm. one. That's what Fatima means in other That's cultures, beautiful. right? Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I know that it is my job to have this light about myself, to draw people to me. But I, I also understand that it's with the intention to show them God, right? Yeah. I, my approach is is different sometimes. And I, I honestly laugh about it sometimes because I'm like, I feel like God sent me in as like almost like a little spy in disguise. Like, yeah. From the outside, right, I can be very acceptable to the person who is not a Christian. They didn't grow up in church because I didn't grow up in church, right? right? So they can relate to me. They see, you know, maybe the way I dress or they see, you know, that I have piercings or tattoos and they're like, oh, okay, she's like me. But there's something about her. There's something about yeah, her. Cool. About her. There's mm-hmm. this groundedness about her. What is that, right? Mm-hmm. And then that opens the door for me to then start talking about God. So even when people my meditations, they may think that they're getting, you know, the Buddha with all of that. Right. Once they start listening, you know, and some people actually get offended by it, like on some of the bigger platforms that I do meditations on, they're like, oh, I thought this was just like a, you know, a generic meditation and it's all about God. And I'm like, hey, (laughs) you take it or you leave it. But I I really feel like my, the fact that um, um, I have this um, demeanor and appearance to myself, it is inviting to a lot of people that may be turned off by someone that's like super Christian, super religious, super like mm-hmm. you gotta do this, 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 and that. It's like, I don't know, I'm I'm a lot more lax, I'm a lot more open, but I think mm-hmm. me being that way allows people who resonate with that to mm-hmm. connect with me and then they are exposed to God through my methods through my meditation classes through my podcast so they may have thought you know they were coming for self-care or like for a cute conversation about meditation and then you know we're talking about god you know right so yeah i think it it for me it it has really allowed me to just hear from god in ways that i would have never i would have never gotten if i was just talking all the time just that is so good because I know somebody, my mom said that is great. (laughs) Um, But I know because when I, when I was, um, you know, getting myself prepared for the interview and I was just like, okay, I'm just like, what is, I wanted to know more about the meditation because you, you said a valid point of how, you know, we pray and we're reading the word of God. But how often would we actually take a moment to actually meditate mm-hmm. and actually take time to hear God's voice? And one of the podcasts that I was listening um, to you, a recent one that you did about meditation is how the first thing you do in the morning is take at least five minutes and you actually meditate. Mm-hmm. And so that's saying, okay, God, I dedicate this time, just like how we dedicate time for prayer. I dedicate this time, Lord, to, to hear your voice. So whatever it is mm-hmm. you have to say for me, whatever direction you have for me, I'm taking this time out for you to start off my day, mm-hmm. to make sure that in, that, that I'm in tune with that because there can be anything that God can be blocking you from. There can be anything that God can be, you know, giving you a um 
a wisdom about. Mm-hmm. And if you are, um, if you are in tune with it, a lot of times for me, I don't know about you, but I am an overthinker and I'm an analyzer. And so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to even, you know, with me, like after I pray and like I sit still, like my mind is just like, oh, well, you got to do this at this time. Yeah. You know, you're hungry. You're supposed to be in breakfast, and you know, even something that may need to take place, you know, later on at nine o'clock. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, listen, this mind can just be so busy. And mm-hmm. if you are not taking the time to meditate and not taking the time to meditate to hear God's, you know, voice, then you will find yourself in a state of depression, in a state of, you know, being stressed because right. like there's no balance to mm-hmm. it all. So I know for me, like I'm very interested in learning more about the meditation um, because I think that would be better, very beneficial, especially for Christians to um, get beyond religion and actually understand the importance of it, especially for our mental health. Yeah. Um, I actually would love to add something to that. I would Mm -hmm. love to add to that, that, um, that part you spoke about of, um, the the stress and anxiety of like your mind racing that is actually a huge part of why i got into meditation so meditation was something that i found before i was a christian before i was connected to god right it was when i was in that exploration phase of trying out different religions right Right. so i understood that a lot of it was rooted in another religion and i was like Mm -hmm. okay i i see what that is when it comes to buddhism and hinduism but that didn't resonate for me right? right so meditating in this like this um transcendental and like trying to kind of like escape your body to reach this higher paradise. That was never something that connected with me. Right, right. right. But when I thought about it from the lens of, I am so anxious, my mind is racing all the time. And instead of just um, go, 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 I want to learn how to slow down. And for me, meditation became a practice of, um, and this is also why I think it's important that if you do want to learn more about meditation, one that you are dis- discerning the spirit of, of the person that you are going to. And, and um, it's important to me, at least that the person is someone that is a Christian that right. knows God because there's all different types of meditation. Right. Yeah. And, and it can lead you to some dark places. Like I'm not yeah. even going to pretend like there's not parts of meditation or people who use meditation in a way that can lead to some dark stuff that can lead yeah. to you having experiences where you may not even recognize yourself. So yeah. I will put that disclaimer out there that not everyone has the same mindset as me when it comes to meditation. Right. But I, I do believe that um, mindfulness is a practice that even if you don't want to get into the meditation side of it, mindfulness is simple. Mindfulness is not a religious, a religious thing at all. Mindfulness mm-hmm. is simply being more present with yourself so that you can slow down those anxious thoughts. And that is actually a huge part of why um, it was important for me to practice on a consistent basis, but also to become an instructor to teach people that because our minds are so powerful and they really have the ability to even make us sick. Like majority of the illnesses that we suffer from start in our mind. They start from how we're thinking. And I know that may sound crazy if you never thought about it that way, but they start from our mind first. So if there's all this anxiety and all the stress built up in our bodies, that can lead to so many different diseases. And mindfulness 
is simply just the practice of being present. So mm-hmm. if you're doing one thing, focusing on that one thing, if you decide five minutes after I finish praying, I'm just going to lay in bed and I'm just going to focus on my breathing. Right. That's yeah. not a, at that point. That can be a completely non-spiritual thing. The moment it becomes spiritual is when you then decide you make an intention that I'm now listening for the voice of God, but you can do it without that. You can literally just say, I'm just going to focus on my breathing for five minutes. Like I'm just going to my stomach rising and falling for five minutes. I just wanted to put that out there that um, I think there's a difference between meditation and mindfulness. And also that if it's something that you're interested in to just be um, mindful and to be um, use wisdom when it comes to the person and the people that you are following and um, listening to their meditations. Right. That is, man, that is just so much great wisdom in all of that. Um, Just just really just getting ourselves because especially in this day and age where there's just so much happening at one time, coronavirus, you know, the election is just, you know, police brutality. It's just so much happening. And so this is, I believe this is a perfect time for us to get our mental health in order to make sure that we are taking moments out and not saying, oh, I don't have enough time. No, we have to make time. We have to be intentional because if we're not, we state of not being able to get back because like you said, it does start with um, the mind first, like if the enemy, because the mind is our soul. Mm-hmm. And so if the enemy can attack our mind, if the enemy can get us in our thought process, then he has won. Has won. And mm-hmm. so that's where we have to, anytime he comes into our thought process and tries to tempt us or tries to attack us, we have to stop it. And we can't, um, we can't, what's the word I'm looking for? We can't encourage it or we can't uh, entertain it. Mm-hmm. We can't entertain it. So uh, if the enemy is saying that we are defeated, say no, that I am victorious. And the word of God says that I'm strong. And the word of mm-hmm. God says that I am ab- above and not beneath, that I am the head and not the tail, mm-hmm. that I am an overcomer. So, you know, attacking him by whatever he says, saying the opposite and actually saying what God says. And in order for us to be able to do that, it would be beneficial if we would take the moment to actually meditate. If you take the moment that, you know, during our prayer time, after we pray, to take a few more minutes out of our time and however the Holy Spirit leads us to actually take time to actually meditate on what God is saying and mm-hmm. hear his voice. So that is so, so, so important. My mom said that she's so proud of you. She said, God, oh. she's going to use you in a mighty way to reach people. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then uh, Elder Carolyn says, let this mind be in us that was in Christ Jesus. Yes, mm-hmm. most definitely. Um, the next thing that I want to get into, but there's just so much, it's so much that Fatima is doing, as I said <laughs> earlier. <laughs> like she is just everything, but it is wonderful um because god sometimes god blesses certain people with you know maybe one gift and sometimes god blesses with multiple gifts but whatever and like nobody is better than any other but whatever god gives you is important that we exercise every single gift because we are going to be held accountable for those when we um are 
um, when we are seated in heavenly places with our Lord and Savior. So she's working every single gift very well. And I'm so proud of my cousin. I love her so much. Um, you're welcome. Um, so the other thing that I want to talk about, um, kind of getting back to um, the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, is that are there any um, particular topics that have been most beneficial to your audience? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think the most beneficial ones have been, um, hmm, like they all, they all kind of intertwine. Like mm-hmm. the main topics that I talk about are faith, mental health, and self-care. Mm-hmm. And I feel like on the surface, it seems right. like they're all very different. But right. for me, it was like through sharing my personal journey, I realized how much they were woven together. So right. like mental health was like the first thing that, well, one of the first things that I started to talk about. And then I noticed yeah. how my mental health was impacted by my spiritual journey. And my right. mental health was also impacted by how I was taking care of myself, what I was eating, what I was putting on my body, how much right. sleep I was getting. So it was like all of those topics kind of wove in together to make right. it like this pattern that suddenly, you know, when you look at it in the bigger picture, it makes sense. But I think individually, it was kind of like, oh, these are just isolated things that I'm talking about. Um, I I think the most, um, I guess the most impactful, I guess I'll, I'll answer that question a little differently. I think the most impactful thing about my podcast in general is the fact that, um, I was so transparent about my journey. Like, right. Because I was so transparent about struggling with depression and struggling with suicidal thoughts and struggling yeah. with um, anxiety and struggling just with my faith. Like literally I would be like, I would pick up the camera and be like, I'm just doubting if God even exists right now. Right. Like yeah. that level of honesty on the internet at that time wasn't really like very popular. I don't know maybe now, which is amazing if it is, but at that time it wasn't something that, you know, people who were known for doing hair tutorials and being a beauty influencer was doing. It was like they talked about beauty, right? They just stayed in the category. But because I was so honest, I think that it was the most transformational because I would get so many messages from women and still do to this day who are just like, thank you so much for creating this video. The one in particular about depression and suicidal thoughts. People to this day comment and they're just like, this video saved my life. This Mm -hmm. inspired me to go to therapy. This inspired me to get help. And then there's some comments that are really sad, actually, where people are like, you know, I feel so low. I feel so depressed. But just knowing that through this video that I created years ago right. I, or a podcast that I created years ago, right. someone can see that and feel compelled to leave a comment. And then I see that comment or someone else in the comment section sees that comment. And yeah. at the minimum, we can't save people. But at a minimum, I can say, you know, I'm praying for you. Here are some resources to help you. Like if you feel like mm-hmm. you may harm yourself here's some numbers, like, please call these numbers. And just knowing that like that moment could have not happened if I didn't get on the camera and tell my story, you know? So I think that is the most impactful. It's just God pushing me over and over again to be transparent and vulnerable, even Mm -hmm. when it felt uncomfortable for me. Cause there was moments where I was Mm -hmm. like, this is, I don't want to say this on camera, you know, (laughs) when I would do it, it was like, I know this is not about me. I know it's not about me. So I'm going to do it anyway. Right. 
That is so important to, to be transparent. Um, and God uses, God uses those people who are available to be used for his glory. And, and uh, my God, I just know for me, like ever since I started this podcast and actually my cousin is one that helped me to actually get it on, you know, a larger platform. So I'm grateful for her for that as well. But um, yeah, like the transparency part is just like, is knowing that our purpose is not about ourselves, that everything that we experience is not about about ourselves, Mm -hmm. that once we understand that and realize that our experience can be beneficial to somebody else, we will be more receptive and be more open to share it. And sometimes, you know, yes, me and Fatima have a podcast, but sometimes, you know, God will use you um, behind the camera. So you may not be, God may not use you to share your testimony on camera, but if whoever your coworker is, mm-hmm. you have you know relationship with them, God may use you to share your testimony one on one with somebody. So that's still a part of being transparent. A lot of people saying, "Oh, well, I'm not called to the masses, and I'm not called to mm-hmm. uh, to travel and and to be a prophetess or to do all these great things." But just like how we said, how some sometimes God blesses people with one gift and sometimes God blesses people with many, whatever God has designed you to do, whatever purpose God has given you, it's important that you are great at that and that you are fulfilling that purpose, whatever the magnitude, whatever, you know, um, the whatever quantity it is, it does not matter. Just make sure that you are doing what God has instructed you to do. Even if you're scared, because a lot of times we do things, you know, even when we're shaking in our boots and, our boot and we're not <laughs> even sure of what, where this is going, but all we know is that God had told us to do it and we trust him in it because whatever God is leading us to do, he's never going to leave us or forsake us. He's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. So we just have to have confidence that he has our back and that he has everything that we need and more. So I now want to take this time because I want to take, you know, so much time, you know, but I want to make sure that we talk about this. Um, now is that you have the podcast Soul Beauty Chat. You have mm-hmm. the group, and what I love about that is how we're talking about how God will have us to start one thing and then it begin to develop into something greater mm-hmm. than not imagine it to be. And so, how you had you know the group and in the podcast, and now God has led you to launch your nonprofit mm-hmm. um, Soul Beauty Outreach, and I want you to take this time to really just like um, give the people more information about the nonprofit and just the background of it and how they can be um, be a blessing to help it see it come um, official. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think I want to acknowledge something you said because it really does tie into how this whole, this whole thing started. But you talked about like starting starting at one point and then it completely shifting into something else. So like right. when all of this started for me, it was in like 2008, I think. Like I was 18 or 17 and I started a blog, 
Like this right. is where this started. It was with right. a blog. And right. I thought at the time I was going to work in fashion. I was going to be living in New York City. Right. All the things that I'm doing now never crossed my mind. Ever. <laughs> like it was not right. a plan at all. And with every single moment, I was terrified. Like you talked about doing it afraid. I was terrified with every piece, with picking up the camera, with starting the blog, with starting the podcast. I had doubts the entire way. With starting the group, I'm like, is anyone going to join? Does anyone care? Are right. people going to watch? Like all those things flooded through my mind, but right. I chose to continue doing it anyway because I had this knowing, even before I, I knew God, I feel like I had a knowing that it was meant to help other people. I knew right. that it was meant to help other people. So I followed that in the midst of the fear. Right. And that has led me from moving from New Jersey to California, from moving to California now to North Carolina. Like right. that has, all of that has been a part of me just mm-hmm. um, trusting God along the way, even right. though I didn't see the full plan. And when God put the idea on my heart to do a nonprofit, it was probably about like uh, maybe like 2017. And I I remember specifically, like I was working in New York City and I remember just having like this moment where I was going to work in the middle of Manhattan and that, you know, there's homeless people around. And I just remember like getting emotional because it seemed like everybody was just ignoring the homeless people. Like it was like blinders. Like if you guys have been to New York City, you know, like people just they won't make eye contact. They won't. Right. They even do with other like, you know, just if you you're walking past and you're like, right. people will just say, you. So with homeless people, it's almost like they just don't exist. And I was just so heartbroken by that. And I was just like, why? Is it just me? Am I the only person that's disturbed by this? That like no one is paying attention. No one is giving a dollar, a a bar, a coffee, nothing. So that weighed heavily on my heart for years. I worked in New York City for years and every day I felt that way. And I felt so heavy all the time. And I just felt like I have to do something about this. I don't know what, but I have to do something. And then I placed um, the the phrase housing the homeless on my heart. And um, that led to, you know, me continuing to just, kind of put it off out of fear. Like I was just like, okay, I know God wants me to do something with the homeless, but that just seems too big. It seems too scary. I can't, you know, like I really just rejected it for years. And then it wasn't until I would say last year that things just started to align where I started to meet people and I started to have conversations with people. And one thing led to another where I started to get that confidence that, okay, maybe this is something that I can do. Mm -hmm. And then, um, that's when, you know, the more that I was obedient, it's like when when we show God that we can tr- that we can be trusted with something small, he slowly starts to give us more of the plan. Right. Oh, my first, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, God, mm-hmm. what do you want me to do? How am I going to do this? I didn't know the name. I didn't know anything. And then yeah. the moment I was like, OK, I know this is something I have to do. It was like immediately I started getting more downloads about how yeah. to do it and what it was going to look like. And people started coming into my life that wanted to help me. And um, it was a process. Like I said, that I got, I got sure that I was going to do it like last year around this time. And I'm just yeah. now doing it like a few right. months ago. <laughs> right. So it's a really long process, but now I'm at the point where the soul beauty outreach is officially out into the world. And mm-hmm. the, 
entire mission of the organization is to heal, humanize, and house homeless women. Um, I just love how God expanded that one phrase of like housing right. the homeless. And it's like, no, we're not just housing, we're, right. healing, we're humanizing. And what that means is healing on a soul level. So healing through holistic workshops, including um, meditation, mental health support, um, faith guidance, um, even things as far as like um, financial um, advice and yeah. spiritual counsel, like really basically touching on all the pieces that are often overlooked when a woman yeah. comes from the street into a shelter, because at a shelter, most of the time, they're just focused on like the practical needs, like clothes, food, shelter, you know, and making sure yeah. that we have some type of income in the future. But God really put it on my heart to um, kind of work on the the soul, the soul beauty yeah. efforts and the internal. Yeah. Um, so healing is the, the soul work and then humanizing is telling their stories, which is why I think a huge part of, like you mentioned, I do so many things and I have different talents. I think that's a huge part of why God blessed me with the marketing background right. because, because I have the, the passion for the heart side of things, but I also have all these skills, right. like now we need to tell these stories so that all those people that I walk past in New York, when I'm like, nobody else feels this, I want them yeah. to feel it. And in order for them to feel it, that's where my marketing skills come into place. Right. That's where I can use my background um, as a marketing branding strategist to help tell those stories in a way where the everyday person who's just going to work can be impacted by it and realize that that could be them or that could be their mom or their sister or their dad. Mm -hmm. So right. that's where the humanizing comes in. And then housing, of course, is to eventually have an actual facility, um, a center where women can you know, live, get the, the support that they need and also mm -hmm. be able to tell their story. So right. Um, right now we're in the Kickstarter phase. So yeah. we're a mission to raise five thousand dollars by the end of the year. We are currently at um one thousand seven hundred and like fifty dollars, I think. Right, right. Um, so we are on our way, but mm -hmm. we are in the process of becoming a 501c3, mm -hmm. and um the rest of the proceeds will go to building out a team, to building out um actual program, a seven week program that we will then take into shelters to um, guide women through um, yeah. with the purpose of healing, humanizing and housing. So, yeah. That is so dope. Thank you. <laughs> it really is like how God gave you so many details. Like it's nothing that God didn't like leave out mm -hmm. and how God, it's a reason why God took you the route he took you because now you have already have the education in certain areas. So it's not like you're just like out of the blue and it's just like, oh, okay, well, I want to do this. And it's like, you don't have like, God orders our steps in a certain way. So it's just like, okay, you didn't know why God was taking you this route. You didn't know why even in the natural, you were working in a certain field, but it all ties in for you to be able to be beneficial in this area of helping homeless women and um, causing and influencing them to be whole, soul, mm -hmm. body, and spirit. So that is so wonderful. Um, I believe that this is um, in order for you to donate. I have um, this right here for those of you that are interested. Um, you can go to this link and just look around research Soul Beauty Outreach. And there was another link that it was on there, but it was just so long. And I'm just <laughs> a shorter one. I can't get all of this on here. 
<laughs> but yeah, you can just uh, go to GoFundMe and search Soul Breedy uh, Outreach to be able to donate. Um, this is such a worthy cause and such um, needed, much needed during this time. Um, as Fatima said, you know, just going in the streets of New York City and just seeing different people. And even here in Philly, like it's just so many people um, that are homeless. And just um, I know my church on the River Church um, in the Kensington area of Philadelphia. We just recently in uh, September, we just had a connection with homeless people. Um, and there's a lot of drug um, addicts that are in that area. So definitely, and we're going back in December. So it's so important and just being whatever area that you're in to so just be in tune with that and just to be selfless and not just do it during, you know, um, the holiday time, but to do it, you know, consistently. And that's what Soul Beauty Outreach is all about is that not just worrying about it, you know, one time a year, but no, this is a consistent thing that God has placed on Fatima's heart. So, Please make sure that um, if you're interested and you feel like God is leading to donate to make sure that this worthy cause um, goes forth, please don't hesitate to do so. I'll make sure that when this live is over, that I'll make sure that I actually um, put the link in the comment section for anybody who tunes in later on and they can um, click on it there as well. Um, so last but not least, um, I do want to make sure that I also talk about um, the last thing that I like to talk about is talking about like a scripture that can be beneficial, that can help people. So what is a scripture that has helped you in your Christian walk for those mm -hmm. people that, you know, depressed, that those people that have struggled with mental um, illness? What is that that one that go to scripture that has helped you in your in your walk with Christ? Mm -hmm. So there's two. The first one that comes to mind is Matthew 6, 33. Mm -hmm. And that's the one where um, I'm like confusing them up in my brain. But that's the one where it's seek yeah. the first kingdom and all right. of them shall be added to you. Right. That's the one that's been on my heart heavy today. And when we talked mm -hmm. about uh, meditation earlier and the 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 word of God actually tells us right. to meditate on scripture. So right. that is like another way of meditating meditating and something that I do often like when I'm leading classes and also right. in my personal practice is scriptures. Like whatever scripture comes to mind for me, like maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm praying and like a certain phrase or a certain word will come to my mind and I will find that scripture. And that is the scripture that I will reflect on throughout the day or I'll keep going to throughout the week. So that's been one that has really just been like foundational for me lately. Right, right. Um, because it reminds me that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what circumstance I'm in, if I just continue to keep my focus on God, like seeking God, like diligently going to God with this intention of just being connected to, being in tune with, like that that reminder that all other things will be added to me, like mm. that covers everything. Like when, right. when God said all, he literally meant all. So mm. whenever I have a moment of doubt about anything, I'm just like, mm. okay, am I seeking, am I seeking God in his kingdom first? If not, right. That's usually where anxiety and worry and depression mm -hmm. comes in for me personally. Right. Um, another one, I actually don't know which scripture it is, but I just know the story is when Jesus is out in the wilderness and Satan is tempting him over and over and over again. Right, and right. He literally just like goes off and he's just like, it is written. Like right, that, right. it is written. Right. I say that so many times when I feel like I'm being spiritually wow. attacked. 
Yeah. Like, I'm having a day or a moment where I just feel like I'm just being attacked left and right. That's mm-hmm. like my way of saying like Satan, not today. Like we're not doing this today. Not, not today. Depression, <laughs> <laughs> not today. It is right. Really like we're not doing it today. Right. So that's another one that I feel like just gets me in check when I'm having a moment. I'm just like, it is written. It is written. Right. I literally will start yelling it sometimes. Yes. <laughs> It's written. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you got to because listen, the enemy not playing for keeps, so why should we? Exactly. And listen, our our freedom, our deliverance is important. So we gotta do whatever is necessary to make sure that we are delivered, to make sure that we're healed, to make sure mm-hmm. that we're free. So knowing, like that's why I love like asking that question because it's important that. We have a go-to because there are times in like half a team. I love how you said that you don't know exactly where it is, but you know you've heard it and you know that it's in the word of God. Mm-hmm. So knowing the word of God, knowing and having it branded on your heart so that in moments where you might not be able to reach the Bible app, you mm-hmm. might not be able to reach the hardback. Um, Bible, but you have that those go to. I know mine mm-hmm. for me is Proverbs um, chapter three, verse five through, through six. Is trust in the Lord with all of your heart, mm-hmm. lean not unto your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways, and He will direct your path. Every time I think about that scripture, I think about always reminding myself that any times of doubt, any times of you know when the enemy tries to get me to think that God is not going to come through for me, that God, that if I trust in God, if I not try to depend on my own understanding, but to realize that whatever it is, and if I acknowledge God, that He will direct my path. So Fatima used Matthew six thirty three and saying that if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. So knowing this even if you have one scripture mm-hmm. one scripture that you have that is a constant reminder that Jesus is real a constant reminder that God is on your side a constant reminder that God has your back that is so important that in a day and age where we may not have a hardback Bible, where we may mm-hmm. not have access to the word of God physically, but if we have it in our heart, mm-hmm. because we accept Jesus Christ in our, in our heart. So if we have the word of God in our heart, then the enemy can't stop us. The enemy mm-hmm. can't block us. The enemy can't hold us back from fulfilling our God-given purpose and making sure that we reach the race, that we mm-hmm. reach race. So that is so important. I'm so grateful. I want to make sure that I put this social media back on here again. Um, Fatima, if you can just mention your social media, and I'm going to have it displayed um, below um, for your personal social media and as far as your podcast and Mm -hmm. your uh, outreach. (laughs) So my uh, personal social media is just my name, Fatima underscore farmer. That's on Instagram. On YouTube, it's just Fatima Farmer. And then for um, the Soul Beauty Outreach is at Soul Beauty Outreach on Instagram. And the website is coming soon. But for now, all of the information, all the links, um, all of my socials are on FatimaFarmer.com. Mm-hmm. And I just have one more thing that I want to say. Like, it's yeah. on the tip of my tongue. Like, I have to say this. Okay. To your point about um, having that one scripture in your heart. Right. Something else that I would recommend that really helped me in in season of depression and helps me to this day, because mm-hmm. like you said, we don't always have the Bible there. Sometimes we're feeling so low and so down that right. we don't even have the strength to just 
open our phones to go and look oh, for it. Yeah. Something that I highly recommend for anyone that struggles with um, memorizing the word or struggles with um, depression or just mental illness of any sort is to create ways that you can be exposed to the word without having to necessarily go to your Bible. So if that's writing mm-hmm. it, writing out keywords yeah. on like a piece of paper and putting it on the refrigerator, mm-hmm. putting it on your car, putting it on your phone, like as your screensaver, just like some right. reminders that if you're in a moment where you're feeling so low that you can fight back. Because I think when I was in my most depressed state, I didn't realize that it was a fight. So I was losing because I wasn't fighting back. I was literally just like, this is just how I am. This is how I was made. This is how my brain works. And that's not true for anyone that might have um, any type of depression or mental illness. Know that you can fight back. You can fight back with the word of God, having it stored in your heart and having it visually around you. So I just wanted to say that because it was just like, on my on my heart to get that yeah. out. I don't know if someone's watching might have depression or something going on, but just know that you you have the ability to fight back and God's yeah. word is like a sword that can be taken out at any moment. Come on. <laughs> Come on cousin. Like you really listen. You got me excited. Because you got so many nuggets that is just oh my gosh. That is so important that you know I talked about before how at one point in my life, um, I had I began to put up like different affirmations on post-it notes and just had them like mm-hmm. on the walls that I'm beautiful, I'm victorious, that I'm worthy, just having like different things. And even like I wear this bracelet. I have I am a perfectly perfect um bracelet that I wear every day and it has Philippians 3, 312 on it. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a constant reminder that you know, even though I'm hurt, I'm imperfectly perfect, but I am perfected through Christ. So it's mm-hmm. a constant reminder. And so just having like something like Fatima said, having something that can be beneficial. The screensaver is such a, a great, great mm-hmm. um, advice to have a screensaver um, because our phones is literally attached to our hand. Like mm-hmm. it's not one moment that we're not picking it up. So that's important to have it as a screensaver or even I have something um, on my phone that is um, it's like a, rem- a reminder. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I'll have it and it will keep popping up, like say you're reminding yourself to. Well, when I'm in the process of writing my book, so every day I said, write your book. So mm-hmm. like, and as it comes up every day. So either you've got to have a reminder to have that scripture popping up on your phone every single day, because then it could be at the right moment, mm-hmm. be at the verge of giving up. Yep. And that scripture pops up and it's just like, wow, yep. that was just what you needed. Just what you needed. That is you know, with social media too. Like, yes. like, I don't. I currently don't follow anyone on social media anymore. But like when I did, I was very intentional about following a lot of pages that posted scriptures. Because yeah. sometimes when we're feeling really down too, we turn to social media. It's like just a habit. Our brain is yeah. just. I pick up my phone. I go to social media. Right. So if you're on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, and you are following a bunch of pages that are. Um, churches and pastors and scriptures and affirmations, even even that in the smallest way can be a trigger to get you back on the right path if you're having a really low moment. Versus if you open your phone and you see, you know, you start comparing yourself or you see all these other things. So I think when we think about what we're consuming, like social media is a part of that as well. These apps that we're on all day long, that's a part of that as well. So we have to, the same way we're mindful about 
um, you know, what we're listening to and what we're eating and the people we're around, I think that applies maybe even more like it should apply, be applied to social media because it's right. so impactful to how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive the world. And those those small little triggers can really send you in a positive spiral or a negative spiral. Mm-hmm. My God, that is so good. My mom, she said, Fatima has so much wisdom. I think it should be a part two to the podcast. <laughs> I think so too. Trust me, this won't be the last time that me and my cousin connect. We've been waiting so long for this moment. And I'm really so grateful that God allowed this opportunity for us to connect in this way. And I know it's the reason why he had it for this moment in time, but this is this is not the last time that we will be connecting and mm-hmm. um, even it's beyond the podcast, but I'm just so grateful um, for everything that God is doing um, in your life, um, Fatima. I'm grateful for just the people that um, God is connecting to you and just you continue to shine your light. And I didn't even know that was the name of your, um, the meaning of your name, but it, it makes perfect sense. Um, so I just wanted to take a moment um, before I offer this, uh, the gift of salvation, just to pray over you and just over everything that God is, has going for you. So dear Heavenly Father, God, just thank you, Father God, for Fatima. God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you continue to do, Father God, in her life. Holy Spirit, I ask that you continue to keep her covered in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I ask that, Father God, that you continue to God, to pour out your spirit upon her, oh God. I ask that, Father God, that whatever it is that she needs, Father God, that you will provide, God, because you are a provider, Father God. You are, God, you say you supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. So I thank you, Father God, that you placed, God, the vision, God, on her heart, that Father God, to give birth to, Father God. And God, you said that, Father God, that whatever, God, whatever it is we need, God, that all we have to do is depend on you. So Holy Spirit, I thank you, Father God, for the connections. I thank you, God, for the finances, God. I thank you, God, for the resources, God. I thank you, God, that you would do exceedingly, abundantly above that all that she can ever imagine or think, Father God, as you say in your word. Holy Spirit, I thank you, God, for the lives that should be changed. Father God, because of her, yes, God, because of her, God, willingness to, Father God, to serve you, God, and everything that you have given her, God, and every gift that she you have given her, God, that she is using it for your glory, God. I thank you, Father God, that you're blessing her, God. You're blessing everything that's coming in and blessing everything that's coming out in her life, Father God. I thank you, Father God, as she continue to break generational curses, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, as she steps out by faith, God, as she continue, God, to read your word, as she continues to inspire of the people, God. I thank you, Father, that you have her covered in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for continuing, God, to allow her to be a light amongst many people, Father God, and whatever capacity that you allow her to be in, Father. So, God, we thank you, God. We give you glory, honor, and praise, God, for God, divine favor, God, that you will have, that you will bestow upon her in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we lift her up. God, we lift you up, the Father God, as you love on her, God, continuously, God. I come against the spirit of retaliation, God, that the enemy may try to manifest, God, in her life, God. I thank you, God, that the guardian angel. God will protect her, God. Your warring angels, God, will protect her, Father God. And everywhere that she goes, Father God, may your hand continually be upon her. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And with that being said, before we leave, I do want to make sure that as we were 
had talking and just having a simple conversation about the things of Christ and just um, how God is just so mighty and just the things that he does through us um, and how he continue to use you. He will anoint the real you and that you don't have to be in front of the camera. You don't have to, you know, um, be um, be expressing yourself to large crowds. But if you are willing and if you are available, know that Jesus Christ Know mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ can heal you. It's about having a relationship. It's not about religion, but it's about having a relationship with him. Because as you were hearing Fatima's story of how, you know, she was in a state of depression and how she was trying to find her way. And it, it wasn't until she picked up the word of God and actually sought and to have a relationship, not be in religion, but had the relationship with Christ that she began to be in tune with herself, begin to have peace of mind. And a lot of you may be watching and you don't have peace of mind because Jesus Christ is missing in your life. Mm -hmm. I encourage you right now that if you need a relationship with Jesus and you don't know him, this is your moment. This is your time to accept him as Lord and Savior. He can be everything you need and more, your provider, your healer, your deliverer, your friend, your way maker, your promise keeper, everything, whatever you need, I promise you, I promise you, if you accept him in your life, he will meet you right where you are. So I encourage you to say this prayer of salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need you, Jesus, in my life. Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I know, God, that I need you more now than ever. Jesus, I believe in my heart. I confess in my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. So Jesus, I ask that you wash me, make me whole, make me anew. Jesus, I will serve you all the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said a prayer of salvation, welcome into the body of Christ. This is the best decision you ever make in your life. It is now, huh, and now a fresh new start from you. It doesn't matter what took place from before. Trust me, this is the best decision you ever made in your life. And for those of you that may once had a relationship with Christ, but as you heard both me and Fatima's story, that there are some times in your life where you will hit a bump along the road and sometimes you lose your way. But the one thing about Jesus is that he's a forgiving. He's so forgiving. God is a forgiving God. And all you have to do is repent of your sins. You know that Jesus is calling you back. He is married to the backslider. So if you are watching now and you feel him tucking at your heart, that it's time to make the decision to make it right with him. Say this prayer of rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry for turning my back on you. I know that I need you now more than I ever did before. Jesus, I already know that you died on the cross of my sins. I already know that you are my Lord and Savior. But Jesus, I ask that you come back into my life. Come back into my heart. Forgive me for all the wrong that I have done. Renew me again. Wash me again. Make me whole yet again. In Jesus, I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Welcome back into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Heaven is rejoicing for your soul. Heaven is rejoicing. My God. I pray that everybody was encouraged and uplifted and that you continue to 
follow. I'm just not. Um, I am a perfectly perfect. Again, follow uh, Fatima on all of her social media handles, Fatima Pharma on YouTube and on Instagram, Fatima underscore farmer. And then also make sure that you follow her um, Soul Beauty Outreach on Facebook and on Instagram using at Soul Beauty Outreach. And I'll make sure I put the link for how you can uh, donate to the GoFundMe to make sure that this great mission comes forth. So I love you guys so much. Make sure you also follow um, I Am A Perfectly Perfect on Facebook and Instagram. I Am A Perfectly Perfect Incorporated on Facebook and at I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect on Instagram. Make sure you stay in tune for all the podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as well. So I love you guys so much. I want to make sure that I share um, that I share uh, the information for uh, how you can be in tune with uh, the podcast. So love you guys so much. Make sure you stay in tune. Please be encouraged and uplifted. Until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live, I will see you guys next week. Have a good night. Bye. Thank Bye. you. You're welcome.